This is your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Come with us and share your experience, ideas, and suggestions for all the listeners to improve their English while talking about any topic of your preference, whenever it is in English. This podcast is coming to you from San Jose, Costa Rica, Central America, with your host, Vidal Tellez Narvaez, the English Connector. Come, share, and improve. Thank you very much. Hello, my friends. Hello, friends and listeners for this podcast. In the section, the word of the day, I wanted to make something different. And instead of covering or picking up a word directly from the dictionary, I'm going to cover some words that, that are being used in some articles in the New York Times, the online um, edition. And the reason for me to choose uh, words from the New York Times is because the the writers, the journalists, uh, use a very, sometimes, very delicate, very well-picked vocabulary. And for us, it's very important to, to uh, uh, make a link between the whole picture that we are getting from, from the news, from what is happening in the United States in this case, or in all, any other place in the world, with the, the specialized way in which they present to the public these articles with some words that for me are very, very attractive in terms of studying and, and incorporating into our vocabulary. So the main headline for today is Trump faces trial after a bipartisan impeachment. What is impeachment? Impeachment is a noun, but it uh, comes from the verb impeach. And impeach uh, is the, the action of charge of charging with a crime or misdemeanor. But what is a misdemeanor, you may be asking? A misdemeanor is an act that some people consider to be wrong or unacceptable. In the United States and other countries where the legal system distinguishes between very serious crimes and less serious ones, a misdemeanor is a less serious crime. In some other definitions, misdemeanor is accompanied with a felony. And a felony is a crime, typically one involving violence, regarded as more serious than a misdemeanor and usually punishable by imprisonment for more than a year or even by death. Can you believe it, my friends? Yes, that's, that's the situation. is a very serious situation for the President Trump. And for uh, some partisans that participated in the riots in, uh, into the capital um, on January the 6th. Uh, so the, the article says, President Trump, who became the first U.S. president to be impeached twice, is facing a trial in the Senate that could disqualify him from running for the office again. In this case, running for office means to become a presidential candidate. The trial will probably not start before the presidential inauguration of Joe Biden next Wednesday, leaving a host of next steps up in the air. 
the Senate's Republican leader, in effect, handed responsibility for the prostitute Democrats, who will soon control the, the chamber. Yes. And then uh, the article continues a little with a divided party. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters, said the House's top Republican Kevin McCarthy. Ten Republicans broke from the president in a remarkable way and voted to impeach. It wasn't anywhere near a majority, but as David Leonhard, the writer of the morning, put it, it was an unusually bipartisan affair with more defections from his party than any previous president besides Richard Nixon. So we are witnessing uh, historical events with this uh, all political process that, it, that, that is uh, taking place in the United States in all, in all of its political system. Here they used an, another word that's uh, a very uh, a very special, very well chosen defections. Defections comes from defect. Defect means um, to quit, to abandon something, to to get away. So defect means that uh, some uh, some politicians uh, are abandoned him are abandoned in him uh, as a as a leader uh, abandon him as a as a as a guide in this case uh, the president donald trump then police force is in crisis as security measures envelop washington the chief of police for the capitol building and two top security officials resigned three officers have been suspended and more than a dozen are being investigated for their actions during the riot at the Capitol. Yes, my friends. In another headlines that uh, covers some uh, important words for our vocabulary, we got the WHO team arrives in Wuhan. Wuhan is a city in China, as you may know, a, a city or one of the cities in which uh, coronavirus 19 started to spread out Uh, or, or the epicenter of, of, the, of the pandemic event. More than a year after a new coronavirus first emerged in China, a team of experts from the World Health Organization arrived in Wuhan on Thursday to begin hunting for its source. But China is making the process harder. Two experts from the 15-member team were barred from entry at the last minute and it's unclear how much access they will get for the painstaking process of tracing the source of the virus. In this case, barred means to be, um, to, not to be allowed to enter that country. Um, barred, barred is used here um, in a way that uh, gives us the idea that the person is behind a kind of bars, but it's not a, a literal um, meaning. Uh, the meaning here is that uh, some uh, members of the delegation of 15 members are being uh, avoided to enter uh, China. Finally, in another headline for today, Huawei tycoons detention messages on earth lessons. In this case, what does tycoon mean? The word is tycoon. 
T-Y-C-O-O-N, Tycoon. It's a wealthy, powerful person in business or industry. It's uh, the slang expression for this uh, position of, of a top executive. is a top banana. Yeah. And then, going on with the article, we can see here the Huawei executive, Meng Wanzhou, who is wanted by the U.S. on fraud charges, has been leading a cushy life in her mansion in Vancouver. This is in Canada. Cushy, cushy is spelled C-U-S-H-Y. And what is the meaning for cushy? Cushy is something um, undemanding, easy or secure. So the, the person who the article is referring to is taking or is living a quiet life. That's the message of the headline in this case. Uh, the Huawei executive, Men Wansu, who is wanted by the U.S. on fraud charges, has been leading a cushy life in her mansion in Vancouver. She is allowed to conduct business for the tech giant, meet her family and go shopping while out on $88 million in bail and awaiting the outcome of her extradition hearing. Yes, this is a, a, a person, a, a, a female executive that is wanted by the U.S. authorities uh, with the charge, uh, with the charge of fraud. That, as you may remember, at the beginning of the last uh, year, 2020, uh, she was uh, in, she was not allowed to enter an an uh, an imprisonment order was. Uh, issued uh, for her, and she is a very, uh, very high top executive of the uh, technological giant eradicated um, uh, in China, the company Huawei. So, my friends, we've covered here some important words that are being used in the media right now. Impeachment that comes from impeach. The, that means to charge with a crime or misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, that means an act that some people consider to be wrong or unacceptable. Felony, that is a crime typically involving violence, regarded as more serious than a misdemeanor and usually punishable by imprisonment for more than a year or even by death. And also we've covered tycoon, That means a wealthy or powerful person in business or industry. Then we covered barred, that, uh, uh, that means to be blocked from entrance or not allowed to do something as if there were imaginary bars in your way, in your path. Then we've covered cushy. Cushy is an undemanding, easy or secure situation. So. Uh, Uh, giving us the sense that this person is uh, uh, living a quiet and easy life. So this has been uh, the coverage for the word of the day in your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Thank you very much.
Hello my friends, how are you? Have you ever thought about the difference between courage and fear? Yes or no? Well, for today we got a quote that deals with such difference. Oh, that quote of the day is as follows. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. And the author for this quote is Ambrose Redmond. This name was uh, a pseudonym for James Neil Hollingworth that was born in 1933 and died in 1996. He was a disabled beatnik, hippie, writer and former manager of the psychedelic folk rock bands Quicksilver Messenger Service and The Ace of Cups. Ambrose was a co-founder or maybe founder of the six-day school located high on Mountain Shasta, a mountain top in Siskiyou County. It was a school that prepared students for survival in the midst of Armageddon through map and compass reading, survival in the wilderness and occult studies. Students lived in tipis and worked by tending the orchards and gardens. The property was previously called Top of the World Ranch. In this case, the word tipis, that is spelled T-E-P-E-E-S, means a, a conic-shaped tent like those who were owned by the Indians in America. Yes, my friends, this has been the section, the quote of the day, in your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Thank you very much. Hey friends, how are you? This is your section today in history and for today we're going to cover uh, several events that took place in the 20th century and in part in the 21st century as we are running in these years, the 21st century. So, uh, commencing at the 20th century, we got the a day like today, January the 14th, 1911, the USS Arkansas, the largest U.S. battleship, is launched from the yards of the New York Ship Building Company. Yeah. In 1915, the French abandoned five miles of trenches to the Germans near Soissons. This is uh, an event that took place during the World World One. In 1916, British authorities seized German attaché Franz von Papen's financial records confirming espionage activities in the United States. Franz von Papen was a priest, a Catholic priest. 1917, a provisional parliament established in Poland. In 1920, Berlin is placed under martial law as 
42,000 radicals rush the Reichstag, 42 are dead and 105 are wounded. This in Berlin, the city, the capital city for Germany in that time. In 1942, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt orders all aliens, <laughs> pay attention please, order, orders all aliens in the United States to register with the government. Incredible but true, my friends. 1943, Franklin Roosevelt, Winston Churchill and Charles de Gaulle meet at Casablanca to discuss the direction of the war. 1943, Italian occupation authorities refused to deport Jews living in their territories in France. 1969, a blast on the U.S. career enterprise in the Pacific results in 24 dead and 85 injured. A blast, as you might remember, is an explosion. In 1980, the United Nations votes 104 to 18 to deplore the Soviet aggression in Afghanistan. In the year 2000, United Nations Tribunal sentences five Bosnian Croats to prison for up to 25 years. They were charged with killing some 100 Muslims in a Bosnian village in 1993. Yes, this is a part of the Balkans. Uh, Balkanian um, war. In 2004, the Republic of Georgia restores the five cross flag as its national flag after some 500 years of this use. This in the former, in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia. 2005, Huygens probe lands on Saturn's moon Titan. Yes, as part of the NASA mission. In 2010, Yemen declares war on Al-Qaeda terrorist group. In 2011, Sain el-Abidin Ben Ali, former president of Tunisia, flees to Saudi Arabia after a series of demonstrations against his regime. And this has been my friends today in history. Always remember that Almost any event in history is linked or connected with another and then with another and then a succession that connects with ourselves. In some, in some way, we are connected with any historical event. It's a way of seeing, it's a way of uh, enjoying the, the fascination of history for me thank you very much my friends if you if you want us to talk about any uh, historical event in your country in your uh, in the area in which you are living you just have to leave us a mail or a message you can reach us at uh, english 21 podcast on facebook or by mail writing to our english 21 podcast at gmail.com when you write 21 uh, you have to write it in numbers 21 english 21 podcast at gmail.com thank you very much my friends
Hello friends, how are you? Welcome to your section Questions, Answers and Tips for Improving Your English. We're going to answer today uh, a question that reached us through the mail account English21podcast at gmail.com That's our email account with the 21 written in numbers with the number two and the number one and this question comes from Jorge Montes from Santiago de Chile he asks um, what kind of activities can I do to improve my listening and speaking skills well that's not an easy question because uh, many people may have many different methods many different ways of improving their English, but um, I'm going to to mention a, um, a very uh, practical technique that I've used myself to improve my English in listening and speaking as well. So the first condition for this activity, for this technique, is that you have to be very focused, very disciplined. You have to stick to a routine. You have to make you have to, to get convinced that you have to make this activity every day because if you are committed if you want if you uh, desire very deeply to improve your english you have to be committed with following a routine yes and which kind of routines maybe you are uh, asking yourself well this is the technique that uh, that i i'm going to talk about right now so here is the routine. Uh, maybe I can summarize it into uh, five steps. Yeah. You have to do something regarding to your English every day, seven days a week. Remember, you have to be focused and you have to be stick to a, a plan, a routine. One, I would recommend that you choose a podcast with no more than five minutes long. Then, Replay the podcast several times. How many times do I have to replay a podcast? Well, I would say at least seven times each episode. Yes, and for what is this? What is the objective of this? Well, in the first place is to get familiarized with the speaker's style, intonation, pitch, rhythm, emphasis, and everything about the speaker. Then, step number two, write down a complete episode of, if it is too long, at least three minutes of what the speaker says, making sure you get all of the words. Yeah, don't worry if you find it difficult. At first, uh, you have to make your second attempt, third attempt, and then trying, trying, trying. Replay the podcast little by little, word by word, until you get all of the words that the speaker said yeah step number three once you have the complete transcript of the of the episode of three minutes of a fragment of the podcast take a look on all of the words make sure you understand the general idea of the speech use a dictionary to find out the meaning of some words maybe that are new or strange for you this dictionary, if you're going to use a dictionary, of course, it is to be in English, not in your native language, please. You have to 
you have to live immersed into English as if you were a submarine uh, crossing all of the Pacific Ocean and, and, and uh, just uh, arriving to a harbor um, several months um, um, and se several months in time uh, you have to be uh, navigating or uh, sailing into the ocean yeah step number four now go on speaking out loud what you have written down imitate the speaker pay attention to the pitch pace rhythm emphasis linking words and everything the goal here is to sound as much as possible as the speaker repeat this step at least seven times yeah then seven more times until you sound almost exactly as the speaker record yourself all the seven times or more times if necessary imitating the speaker compare the way you sound with the way the speaker sounds and continue practicing continue recording continue comparing and continue repeating yes step number five for the words that you are not sure how to pronounce use Juglish. Juglish is a free online tool to learn how to specific pronounce Uh, how to specifically pronounce a special word. Try to be strongly dis disciplined. Repeat the routine. Not the exercise necessarily, but the routine. Make this at least six days a week. This activity is about 45 minutes every day that you're learning powerfully on your own with no help, with no teacher, with no tutor. Yes, repetition is one of the foundations of talent and perfection. Listen to the podcast, write it down, record yourself imitating the speaker, compare the way in which you sound with the way in which uh, the speaker sounds, correct the mistakes, the mistakes, correct the errors that you have, repeat the process. Yeah, once and, and once again and again and again. Listen write, record, compare, correct, repeat. Yes, listen to the podcast, write it down, record yourself saying uh, the, what the speaker said, correct the mistakes, repeat the process. Yes, do not forget, you have to be very strict to our routine if you, have, if you, uh, if you want to see some improvement in your English. And I can assure you, with the pass of the of a few weeks, maybe four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, you're going to notice a very um, significant improvement in your English, uh, in the abilities or skills that are listening and speaking. Yes, remember, listening is the critical skill in. Thanks for listening to your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Remember that you can talk about any topic of your preference whenever it is in English. This podcast came to you from San Jose, Costa Rica, Central America, with your host, Vidal Telles Narvaez, the English Connector. Come, share, and improve. Thank you very much. Thank you.